Good morning. It's good to see it's good to see everyone here this morning. It's a beautiful beautiful day that the Lord has, it is a beautiful day that the Lord has made and uh, let us rejoice and be glad. I'm always uh, always encouraged when I'm here on uh, Sunday morning and uh, hear the the music and the people fellowshipping and uh, it's a good place to be. Wish everyone was here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, let's see here. We have a, a few visitors here this morning, and uh, we want to welcome them. Some that have been here uh, in the past, and some that I don't recognize, and, and heaven forbid that I knew a name. So anyways, we want to welcome all of those that, that are not here regularly. And if you've not been here before, there is a, a, little, um, a little thing in the pew in front of you that you can put your uh, name and a phone number on to let us, uh, let us know who you are and, uh, and et cetera. And uh, I don't have any announcements in particular this morning other than, um, other than what's in the... Uh, in the bulletin right now. Um, I would say one thing uh, that is not on here is that on the bulletin is that uh, we are having uh, Sunday school uh, at nine o'clock every Sunday morning. And uh, if you've never been to our Sunday school or haven't been for a while or what have you, um, it's a good time of fellowship and, and learning on a more um, intimate uh, level on a more um, smaller level, etc. So um, we want to w welcome everyone to our Sunday school and encourage you uh, to consider that. Any other announcements this morning? Yes, Donna. There is coffee time today. Coffee time after church. Any other announcements this morning? All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the mighty God, the creator of all, and that you know each one of us better than we know ourselves. And you know when we struggle with different things and when we go astray, but you still love us as a loving Father and no matter how far we go, you always are calling us back. Lord, I pray that you'd help us each and every day, that we would be faithful to you in, in our service to you as we are going about our jobs or with our family or whatever it is that uh, you have called each one of us to do. We pray that you would help us to do that as unto you. We pray that you'd watch over our service this morning we think of those that were not able to be here this morning. We pray that you would uh, bring them back to us soon. We pray that you would watch over those that are, are mourning on this morning. We think especially of uh, Randy and Joy. We pray that you would watch over them through their grief. Again, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you hear us when we call on you. And we pray to just watch over this service this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. <clears throat> Our scripture reading this morning is found in Psalm 130. If you'd like to follow along, Psalm 130. Hmm. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, cup a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word this morning. Amen. Amen. The first song uh, we'll be singing this morning is, uh, is uh, 151, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And let's stand and we'll sing all four verses. It is he, Lord, save us. 
Some of those old songs take a little extra singing. <laughs> I'm, my voice is all worn out. <laughs> and, uh, and now would the uh, ushers come forward for the morning offering, please? And if you have any prayer requests, uh, you can just uh, slip those uh, into the offering plate as it goes by.
Amen. And if you would please remain standing, and if you'd like to turn in, our, in your green book um, that is in front of you, you'll turn to number four, all glory be to Christ. Amen. Number four. Take 
All glory be to Christ. You may be seated. Thank you. Amen. Good singing. Good morning, church. We're going to take some time now to, to go to the Lord in prayer. And we've got um, a number of prayer requests up here this morning. Um, one which has already been mentioned that uh, uh, Sarah Calvert passed away this week, uh, joined Randy's daughter. Um, I've been asked to mention just the service uh, date and time. That'll be uh, next Sunday, August 15th, and that'll be at 1 o'clock at the Elks Lodge in Augusta. And, uh, um, and uh, I was informed they're not really asking for, for flowers um, to be purchased, but any garden flowers that, that, that people would ha might have in their, their garden to harvest, feel free to bring those. Um, am I missing any details on that? I think that's it. No food is necessary either. Okay. Okay, so we'll continue to be in prayer for Joy and Randy and for, for that whole family this week. Any, uh, any other prayer requests or praises, thanksgivings? Russ. So Russ has got a full preaching schedule the next few months preaching around at various churches, so we'll be praying for him. Amen. Other requests, praises, thanksgivings? Okay. Let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, it is good to sing praises to you, to the Lord. It is good to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Father, especially as the, we enjoy kind of the waning days of summer, we, uh, we gladly pray with the psalmist that you have made us glad by your work. The works of your hands we sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord. We praise you, God, because you made everything. You made us. Your works are very great, and you are from everlasting. We do confess as we come into your presence that, that we're sinners, that in our thoughts and our actions, we've sinned and done wrong, even this week, consciously and unconsciously. We've acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your, your good law. We haven't listened to your word. We've rebelled against you and haven't obeyed the voice of you, our God. And so we, we take a moment now, Lord, to silently confess our sins unto you, to bring them into the light and to, to clear our consciences before you. We praise and we thank you, O Lord, that you... Do not deal with us according to our sins, those of us who confess. You do not repay us according to our iniquities. 
For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is your steadfast love towards those who fear you. As far as the east is from the west, so far do you remove our transgressions from us in Christ. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion towards those who fear him. We thank you, Father, for the great forgiveness you show us in Christ. We thank you that in him we can be forgiven, justified, adopted, and have a sense of our eternal security before you, not just in this life, but in the life to come. We thank you. Lord, we come to you this morning in, in many ways with, uh, with heavy hearts. One of our brothers and sisters has put in this prayer card to pray for all the sad and hurting hearts. And so, Father, we lift up to you this morning all the sad and hurting hearts. Uh, we, we grieve this week especially for Joy and Randy, um, the loss of their daughter. We pray for her family, Lord, uh, her husband, children as they they mourned the loss of of a life so so early lord such a sense of loss there and i pray that you'd apply the the healing solve of your comfort and the presence of your spirit to that family you'd comfort those who mourn i pray especially lord for uh, her husband and her children I, I, she was a believer but her husband wasn't and i i pray lord that uh that, that through this process he would, he would come to look to you, Jesus, and find hope in you. That you'd, um, you'd dash his life upon the rock that is Christ and that he might be saved. Pray especially for Joy and Randy as they put together a lot of the details in the coming week that you'd strengthen them and help them to do what needs to be done and in the process, Lord, that you'd help them to, to grieve and to mourn and to find hope in you. Lord, we, uh, we have a number, of, a number of folks we've been praying for uh, on an ongoing basis and we continue to lift them up to you. Think of Allison Cox and her life situation. I think of her um, sister, Andrea Littlefield, pray for her, lift her up to you, you'd be with her. Pray for Brian Weeks, um, who has cancer and who's lost his son, Ronald Weeks. So we pray your blessing over Brian this week. Lord, we pray for a loved one of Herman and Donna's who's contracted COVID. Um, and uh, we, we lift uh, them up to you and, uh, and ask, Father, that you'd, um, uh, you'd bring them to quick recovery. Continue to pray for my daughter, Nora Jean. Pray that you'd be with her. Bring her healing. Lord, we lift up Deb, uh, Deb and Sandy Palmer and Moxie as well, as Moxie's going through a number of medical procedures and a real trial there. Pray that you'd be with them, comfort them with hope in you. We lift up uh, Russ Kavornin as well. We thank you for the part he plays in our church and we ask that you'd bless his ministry in the coming weeks and months as he travels around preaching different places each Sunday and we pray, Lord, that the churches he visits would be blessed, that uh, your word would go forth, 
um, and that uh, there'd be a real kingdom impact in what he's doing. We lift up our country to you, Lord. We uh, just studied this morning in the book of Exodus how you, Father, are sovereign, even over the greatest kings. Uh, all the nations are in your hands. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so we, we entrust our country to you, Father, and we ask thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, that you'd be at work here, especially in the advancement of your kingdom through the preaching of your gospel and the growing of your churches. Pray that you'd bless the rest of this service, that you'd be present with us by your spirit, that you'd speak to us through your word, that you'd enable us to commune with you in prayer and in song, and that in all things, uh, we would be built up and you would be glorified. And we pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Excuse me, our final hymn before the uh, message is number 638, I Need Thee Every Hour. And if I don't make it through, y'all just keep on a singing. Yeah. Let's stand and sing.
be seated. It's true, isn't it? Every hour. Not a moment goes by. Sometimes we can fool ourselves. We need him every hour. Turn, me, turn with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13, and we're going to look for the next few weeks at a conversation which took place on the Mount of Olives. It's a, it's a section of scripture that's sometimes called the Olivet Discourse, Mount of Olives, Olivet Discourse. And uh, this just happens to be one of the more difficult chapters to interpret in all of the New Testament. When I began our series through Mark about a year and a half ago, I had a certain amount of dread knowing that I would have to preach this chapter, mainly because I, I hadn't settled my own mind at that point on how best to interpret it. There's a, there's a number of different interpretations of this passage, and uh, wise pastors, scholars, and teachers that I trust and respect differ on how best to interpret this passage. So one thing I'm not going to do is to bore you with a comprehensive summary of all of the various different views. Uh, we'd be here for months, and I don't think that's a constructive use of our time. What I will do is to lay out, as best as I understand it, my interpretation of the text. Along the way, I'll, I'll probably briefly mention other views as I think it's helpful. Um, and if you're deep into the weeds of end times study and you want to talk about this, I'm, I'm here at the office most days. So give me a ring and we'll talk. So let's begin. Uh, we're going to begin today just by looking at the first 13 verses of Mark chapter 13. So let's read those together as we begin. Mark chapter 13 and the first 13 verses. As he, Jesus, was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name claiming, I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are but the beginning of birth pangs. You must be on your guard. 
You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witness to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. This is God's word. Let's pray. Father, this is a difficult passage in some ways, but it's a very important one. So I'd ask this morning for your help as I preach it. Guard me from error and from overconfidence that we would be able to humbly approach the word of God to learn from your son. Speak to us by your spirit, through your word. We pray all this in Christ's name, amen. I'd like to begin by having you imagine yourself on the top of Haystack Mountain. Probably most of you have been up there once or twice before. I'd like you to imagine yourself on the top of Haystack Mountain sometime in late 1843 or early 1844, doesn't matter. At that time, no church had been established yet in Liberty. Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but it's sometime later in 1844 that this church was established, partly as a result of something that happened on the top of Haystack Mountain. Done some historical digging this week. A man named, this is from the the, uh, Town History of Liberty, a man named Sam Carr and his family had been meeting behind a local schoolhouse for some time in a Christian gathering which followed the teachings of a national movement led by a man named William Miller and his followers the Millerites. And the Millerites believed that William Miller had correctly predicted down to the day when Christ would return. And the town of History of Liberty records that the morning of that day, Sam Carr turned loose all of his pigs and cattle. He wouldn't need them anymore. Christ was coming. He and his family hiked Haystack in anticipation expecting that there they would have the best view possible of Christ's second coming. Christ did not return that day. (laughs) Nationwide, followers of Miller experienced what has come to be called the Great Disappointment. And the notes from the founding meeting of our church allude to a kind of spiritual disturbance at the time. I think that's what they're referring to. This church was founded to promote a more sober-minded Christianity than the Millerites had fallen into. Miller was wrong, and his prediction caused the faith of many to waver. But Miller's question is still of interest to many people today. When will Christ return? Even in conversations I've had just over the last couple of weeks, I've heard this sentiment expressed to me, when will Jesus just come back already? 
confronted with the confusion of our current generation and the chaos of current events, some days we wonder in exasperation, when will Jesus return? And that is exactly the question the disciples asked Jesus at the outset of Mark chapter 13. He didn't give them a straight answer, but it's the question they started with. Let's jump in. The occasion of the question is the temple. Verse 1. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. 